You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Coming up on this episode of the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. I'm going to be an awesome dad. I'm going to be an awesome provider and husband. And this is how I'm going to get it done. And I'm good with my hands and problem solving. Plumbing, great. My father-in-law was a plumber, so that's what I did. Josh Little John, funny enough, takes me outside and he's like, you know, we've been talking about this coffee shop thing. He's like, what do you think right there? He's like, you know, what do you think about like coffee shop, right? And he's like, he's like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm throwing that out there. Think about it. Because joy comes from the Lord. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit being made evident and like made manifest in your life, it, it builds an atmosphere. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Kingdom Bringer Podcast, episode 53. So good. I had an awesome, awesome privilege of sitting down with Mr. Redbeard, a.k.a. Clinton Conant. Clinton came over to the, the studio a couple weeks ago when we sat down and talked about all things coffee. <laughs> Just kidding. We talked about his uh, startup of Redbeard Coffee, where it came from, what it's all about, how he releases the kingdom in the coffee shop. It's going to be a good one. Did you guys enjoy the first episode? Shoot us a message. Let us know if you liked Talking Kingdom with Brandon Gatson, Marcus Rogers, Matt Cruz. I had a blast doing that one, and I think it came out really well. I think it sounded pretty dang awesome. So I'm pumped about it. So I'm not going to be much uh, longer on this intro. This is Clinton Conant, a good friend, just a loving dude. He, he loves people very, very well. He's a pastor here locally, also runs this coffee shop called Redbeard Coffee here in Dodge City, Kansas, doing really well with it. And he's got four children, three girls, a beautiful wife, Courtney, who I've had on the podcast before. And this was just a good time to sit down kind of, we hadn't talked in a while. We hadn't been together for a bit. So it was refreshing to be able to sit down and really catch up. So we got to catch up a little bit, talk about what he's up to, where he's been. It was fun. You guys are going to enjoy this. Please go rate and review on Apple podcasts. And if you're listening to this on any platform where you can share it, share it with your friends send a text, put it on Facebook, do whatever. Let's help get this out there. That would be a huge help. I would appreciate it very, very much. And if you checked out the all new kingdombringer.com, I want to give a big shout out to Jason Villanueva of the Salty Dogs podcast. He reached out to me and asked if I wanted help with building a new website. And when I heard it, I was like, well, I guess that means that mine's pretty crappy. <laughs> so he was right. My website was very crappy and he helped me get going here on a new Squarespace page and it's clean. It's easy. I like it a lot. The blogs are on there. Easy access to the podcast. Go check that out. If you haven't already share that with your friends too. And like always, just send us a message. 
shoot us an email. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to us at Darren, D-A-R-I-N, at KingdomBringer.com. And if you haven't checked out Next Level Podcast with Michael McIntyre, go do that too. It'll get you going. It'll jack you up. It'll inspire you to go to the next level. So check it out. That's Next Level Podcast with Michael McIntyre. Here we go. I've taken too long on this already. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Here's my sit-down chat with Redbeard himself, Clinton Conant. Fifty rep sets, you know, four times, like four sets. So, like, you know, you you might only put on thirty pounds, and you just like go after it till your arms feel like they're gonna. You call it cardio. I call that cardiac arrest. (laughs) Yeah, I think we'll. uh, No, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it though. I need to I need to do it. I told him I said I'm not (laughs) not body sculpting. I'm losing weight. Right. So I think he said there's some bikes in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> I can jump on. Watch you guys. Hey, I got a I got an elliptical and a uh, uh, deal for sale. So look behind you. I've got one. <laughs> it's a little dusty. Yeah. yeah, and this is my excuse. So my head almost hits the ceiling in there. Yeah, I know, right? And I'm scra- I'm squatted yeah. down, <laughs> and my back hurts really bad. So yeah, yep. It's a good, exercise yeah. isn't for me. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Don't Gonna do it. it. Happen, bro. I wanted to have you on. I want to. This episode's going to be uh, Kingdom in the Coffee House. Right on. And uh, I might put it with, I might put coffee with a K. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> it's it's a punny thing to do. <laughs> H-A-W-S. Oh, wait, wait, no, alliteration. H-A-W-S. Yeah. And I just, I love the story, bro. We've kind of been apart in relationship yeah. for a little bit, but we were... We were together there for a while. I remember when you started this thing, Redbeard Coffee, when you started it, actually before you started it, I remember you were very inspirational to me in regards to, man, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to have this coffee shop. And many of us were like, oh, that sounds really cool. Right. That sounds really neat. <laughs> and I, you can correct me if I'm wrong and please do, but you, you weren't always a guy that would just go after the things no. that he wanted to do. Yeah, no. And, mm. and we all knew that. Yeah. And so it was kind of a, oh, that's cute. We'll believe it when we see it. Right. Sure. And then all of a sudden, sure, you are gutting out of a building and you are literally doing the desires of your heart, like yeah. what you wanted to do. Yeah. And it was very inspirational to yeah. me to watch you go through that <laughs> process. Thank you. And if you can, man, many people are going to know who you are many people are not, I'd like you to kind of introduce yourself a little bit in regards to that, like where this dream came from, what I'm even talking about, yeah, who you are, where you're at. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Man, uh, it's, it's a, it is so much to really try to like comprehend, like oh, put yeah. into words. Cause you're right. I wasn't the guy that, uh, chased after the dream. Um, I was the guy that, like I remember, so I, I, I like I went to school, went to college for like three years, <laughs> never finished, um, because I looked at life and I was like, man, I college is I'm not doing, I'm not passionate about any of this. Yeah. Um, like, because I was a ministry major. Yeah. And and I was like, 
if the Lord, like I, I, that was the first time I felt like I heard the Lord, like in, in a, in a new and audibly way. He said, if I want to use you in ministry, you don't need a degree. Yeah. And I thought, does God say stuff like that? Right. (laughs) But I I was at the time. Where'd that come from for you as far as like thinking that you needed one? Because I felt that way too. I I think it just, it's just just the way you do things. Yeah, the way way I grew up. uh, I mean, I I grew up in the Nazarene church and and in a a very deep faith based family, you know, uh, the Lord was always very, um, very much front and center in our lives and and in in what we did. But I, I think I went to Christian college thinking that, I was going to find myself and what I was going to do. And I thought, well, you know, I, I love, I always enjoyed my, my youth ministry, like being, or not, I mean like youth ministry and the idea that I could be the fun guy that gets to come home, you know, come to the right. church and take all the kids to do fun things. Kind of like the PE teacher. Yeah. Yeah. You're like the PE teacher of, of ministry. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it like that, but that's great. That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where, uh, a lot of it was, was headed. Um, but I desired like a deeper understanding. So then all of a sudden I found myself as a theology major. And then it was like, we were arguing about God and, and like all these, things. I'm like, what does this have to do right. with our salvation with anything? I mean, like yeah. we're arguing about these, like how you understand it and to interpret scripture. And I just, like, what's it for? Yeah. And there was this longing for, and, and that was, it was about that time that the Lord, I, I feel like for me was not, not feel like that was the first time the Lord spoke to my heart. And was like, if I'm going to use you in ministry, you don't need a degree in theology or youth ministry to do it. It's good. And I was like, okay, so what does that mean? Well, at the time I had met my wife at college. And that was when I realized that's why I went to college was to meet my wife. There so, because yeah. it was a, a whole nother thing there. Anyway, fast forward. So I got into plumbing, became a plumber because I did what I had to do. I would not had to do what I needed to do to provide for my wife and my family. Um, that's, that was, that was the guy I was like, I was going to provide because uh, I'd seen my father do it and do it well. Yeah. Like I'm going to be an awesome dad. I'm going to be an awesome provider and husband. And this is how I'm going to get it done. You know, and I'm good with my hands and problem solving plumbing. Great. My father-in-law was a plumber. Um, I went after it. So that's what I did. Family business. Right? <clears throat> yeah. Went in the family business. Um, and I felt like I did really well at it. I felt like I did, um, a good job and, you know, uh, did what I needed to do and, and learned at the same time and enjoyed myself and, and it was all good. Right. Um, so then fast forward, like what 10, I've been doing that for 12 years, 10 years, some, 10, 12 years, something like that. I can't, yeah, yeah. Um, it's relevant. Uh, we had moved back home, started having kids. Um, <laughs> we were, we've been in Kansas oh, did city. Ya? Yeah. So we've been in Kansas <laughs> city, started having kids back home. Um, you know, kind of walking through life back at our home church. Um, you know, then we, you know, started the gathering and life started progressing. I started like really discovering what the Lord had for me and for my wife and what, what he really asked and desires of us. And, and just like started that journey with the Holy spirit, like leading, which was new for us, you know, to, and it was so good. And then you like start dreaming again yes. and you go, and you didn't realize that you weren't dreaming before. Wow. Right. Yeah. And so like, you know, because you thought you were being faithful and you were, and I was, I was being faithful to, to my family and to myself and to, and, and to the Lord in some ways. You only know what you know. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then comes like dreaming again. So like, what's that look like? And what would I dream for? Like, why, you know, 
the Lord led me back. I had to go back to Kansas City right after we started, uh, pretty much right as we were starting the gathering uh, church. And man, that was an up and down like thing, thinking that like, why would the Lord take me away from what, you know, we're doing, da, 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 you know, like I'm, I'm not with the, the people that we're trying to pastor, all these, all these things like go through your head. Yeah. You know, I'm like, God, why are you taking me to the desert at this time? Like yeah. that doesn't make sense to me through so that. You're, so real quick, you're, you're, you're basically going for the American dream, right? Yeah. With right. The job and the yeah, yeah, yeah. taking care of the family, the growing family. Right. And then you get, and you were just doing church yeah. most of your life, right? Right. Yep. Same here. And then we, the Lord gets a hold of a group of people. This yes. new thing starts, this yep. new exciting, right. fresh, spirit-led movement really yeah. starts yeah. in your hometown. Yep. And then you're called, right? Yes. Then you chose yeah. to go to Kansas City. Yeah. Work told me And continue to, to yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, work work put, took me back to Kansas City and out of this situation. So I have, I'm back in Kansas City and I'm there like 90% of my time. Yeah, you know we'll hit back for some weekends here and there, but it was full on. And um, but through that, like the Lord started really pruning me, <laughs> for lack of a better term, it was a pruning season. Um, and you know I got rid of a lot of myself and like what was I really, you know, what was my role and my part in that. Um, started learning a lot about who God created me to be, um, which I believe is a pastor. Yeah. You know, I love to, I love to, I love people. Yeah. I'm almost, that's just God designed me that way. And, um, sometimes I do it really well. Sometimes I don't, you know, yeah. we all make mistakes and all For that, sure. but, but anyway, God took me back to Kansas city and through that, you know, I got into coffee, um, met a guy there. I had a coffee shop and a roaster and like, we just became friends. You Something know? was brewing inside yeah. of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good one. This is the dad joke portion of the show. <laughs> um, so while, while, while you're in the whole time, your family's here, right? Yeah, for the most part. Pretty it's much. off and on. I mean, there was times. As like, it started growing, I think you Yeah. Had, yeah, because yeah, we didn't have any in school yet. They were all little, yeah. little. And so, um, and then when my wife wasn't, she was teaching for part of it, but then she was, she finished, uh, teach, she stopped teaching and went you know, full-time mom, um, at home. And, um, I think that obviously started in the summer, but then, uh, then stayed that way. Yeah. Um, and so then they would, they were able to start coming, you know, with me. So then it was like two and three weeks at a gotcha. time. Okay. So during this time too, I know you had, you had an opportunity to kind of move up yeah, the ranks, if you will, sure. right. To like sure. be, yeah. the, be the man of this, Family sure. business, is yeah, that right? yeah, yeah. Well, I was looking, I was, you know, we were definitely looking at uh, into the, you know, the the buying out uh, realm. We kind of started on on a course to to do that, and I thought, you know, this is this is the best thing for my family as far as financially and providing for is to, you know, look to take over the family business, so to speak, and and uh, it's what made sense for sure, absolutely, right? absolutely, yeah. Um, and I was in it, and I'd been in it for a long time, and um. And yeah, it was just the, it was just the next right step, Yeah, you know, and, and that's good and it's okay. Um, but in the course of, you know, growing through all of this, you know, my desire was still to be a part of what God would, had originally started in Dodge City and that yeah. was the gathering and, and also just community and like fulfilling that part of me that said, you know, you're a pastor, you know, of people and yeah. like, 
you just want to be with people. And what does that look like? And, you know, I, I did that on the job site. You know, we can, you can always do that. Um, for sure. You know, right. yeah, we, you know, it was there. Um, but I just looked at it and now that I have this like love for coffee and like this idea, you know, funny enough. What was the idea? The idea was, I mean, originally I thought to myself, man, it'd be great to have a really cool coffee shop in that city and like downtown. It just, I don't know. It just kind of almost made sense. Like we've got a church that's in this downtown area. It's right. kind of cool. And, quote unquote hip maybe oh, yeah. no, and it sure. was it was just very different from everything else happening in town and so it was like man to to birth like a coffee shop community type deal right out of the church um man it'd be great and this like spot had opened up business had closed literally just across the street from the church and um in relationship with somebody who owns it right well yeah oh, no. no no at the time you're right, you're right. at the time it wasn't um um yeah Actually, the only other coffee shop in town was the owner of that coffee shop yeah. owned this building. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Funny enough. That's but right. anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, we were, uh, we'd done worship practice and Josh Littlejohn, funny enough, takes me outside and he's like, you know, we've been talking about this coffee shop thing. He's like, what do you think right there? He's like, you know, what do you think about like coffee shop, right? Like, and he's like, he's like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm throwing that out there. Literally across it. the street from yeah. the church. Yeah. I mean, we're talking a hundred feet yeah. and I, I kind of like it, it like planted a seed in my what head. What was your first thoughts though? I, I did, just, you, did it feel daunting to you? I mean, or, or was oh, it yeah. something where you were like, the spirit was like, yes, this can happen. Kind of both. Yeah. Because your flesh automatically goes, well, how, how am yeah. I going to do that? I don't understand, you know? I'm, right. And, but, but at the same time, you know, the way he spoke it to me is like the Lord was like, yeah, it was kind of like that. Oh, moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, how much does it help to have somebody else believe in you too? That's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, and that, I think that's why the dreaming thing starts again. Yes. Because you have people that believe in you and say, that's good. you know, they speak truth. I mean, that's, that's like the purpose of prophecy and that's why we do it. You know, it's because you want to prophesy the things, the good things of heaven into being, like that's into good. happening. And that's exactly what people like Josh Littlejohn did. Yeah. And, and a lot of others. And, yeah. um, and so it was just, it was really cool. So then it's like, okay, well, so what is that? What's the, what's the next step? And and for me, again, like going back to the whole, I was not a guy to take, just take risks like that. Like yes. just to go after a quote unquote dream, a pipe dream. Um, but, you know, with, with somebody like Josh Littlejohn in your back and then Josh Arnold, who is like, He's like a bulldog. He just, yeah. he's a pusher. He'll, he'll go for it. Like he, he just. What? He, there's a wall? Uh, yeah, exactly. What wall? Boom. Yeah, exactly. And, and he, he got behind me and he's like, well, why don't you just go ask? Like, you're not going to know unless you ask. Yeah. And it was like, okay. So I call the building owner, try to set up a meeting, go look at it. We, uh, I think, I think Yarnell and I went and looked at it, uh, talked to him a little bit. And in the middle of the deal, he's like, so what are you thinking about putting in here? And I, <laughs> I tell him and, and that was at the time I didn't realize that he was the building owner or the uh, coffee shop owner of the other coffee shop. Anyway, long story short, that was in like, I don't remember when it was like maybe a September, October. Um, he's like, well, I'm going to wait till after the first of the year to maybe rent this thing and we'll kind of go from there. And I'm like, oh man, okay. Uh, you know, in the middle of this, I'm kind of going at this time, I'm thinking I can do both the, the plumbing deal 
and this maybe on the side. Yeah. You know? And that just didn't sit. Yeah. That didn't sit. We were like. And, and help pastor a church. Yeah, exactly. I, I started looking at and have, you know, at the time, I think I only had two kids, three kids, yeah. three kids. And I'm looking at going. With dreams of 12. Right. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> um, but I was looking at that going, okay. I, as much as I wanted that, you know, the reality of trying to really do that well in a smaller town, it was beginning to look more and more like, yeah. nah, it's not going to happen. So fast forward into the next year, he's not wanting to rent it. It's not going up for rent at all. It's set there vacant now for six, eight months. Yep. I want to say it's sometime in like May now. And for another friend from the church, um, you know, we've spitballed ideas. I've been sketching on pads, like what I want to name it. Yeah. Like I'm dreaming really hard. That's about always it. my first thing, bro. Whenever I'm dreaming, it's yeah. back when I was a kid, I wanted to start bands. You got to have the name. Yeah. You know, oh, the yeah. band names. I got notebooks full of band names. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's great. And that's, that's kind of what it was. Like, yeah. what would we name it? Like, this what would it be brand. about? Uh, yeah. What would the brand look like? Yeah. Um, so we, you know, I'm dreaming about that. And then a friend of mine approaches me and he says, Hey, are you still, you're, you're still wanting to do the coffee shop thing? I'm like, yeah, I, I do. And he said, well, do you want that space? And I said, absolutely. It'd be a perfect space. It's on a corner. It's like, it'd be it. And, uh, he said, well, good, because I bought the building, so you are you can have that space. And I said, yeah. I, I mean, that was when, like, everything accelerated. I was going to say, is that when momentum started going pretty yeah. well? Yeah, yeah, because at that time, it, it's like, it's a, the dreaming stage is like, okay, this could be a reality. I'd been running numbers, like, I'm, I'm crunching things going like, you know, even if we had, like, this much and that, we could do this. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at every part of it. I'm, I'm talking to, like. You know, people were like coffee providers. My buddy in Kansas City, he's like, oh, yeah, we'll totally get you coffee. Like, this would be a great thing. Um, I had so much support from him, which is a, which is really, really cool for a guy, you know, I'd, I'd only known for just a couple of years, um, you know, to really attach on and go, yeah, I'd love to, you know, help you start a coffee shop. And then I'd love to help you get into being a roaster. And I'd love to help you, you know, yeah. you're going, wow, like, that's a big deal. I think that's such a... For me, man, you know, when people have this dream or this vision or this desire to go after something and they're praying to the Lord, yeah. and they're looking for a sign. Yeah. For me, one of the top signs, bro, is do other people believe in it too? Yeah. Not just it, but like sure. can get behind you. Right. And help push yeah. financially. Yeah. Putting his money where his mouth was and mm -hmm. saying, I remember you talking about a coffee shop. I just bought the building. Right. Right. And I'm going to approach you because I want your vision right. in my building. There's something powerful about yeah. the ability that we have to to launch people into their absolutely into their destinies for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the Lord had been the guy that bought the building, you know, the Lord had been giving him dreams for months about um just pieces of, of like a puzzle and uh, and he would reveal the reveal those pieces to him slowly and and he felt like that building and and uh, downtown was was part of that at the time and yeah. um and that's a big deal like to to put your like you said to put your money where your mouth is for based sure. on a dream that the Lord yeah. gave you and confirmations in that and and if if for nothing less you know or nothing else like you know Redbeard was born you know based yeah. on on a guy trusting the Lord when he said you know to you know that's good um so as you're yeah as you're constructing and you're starting to get this thing going you're mm -hmm. Literally going in there, yeah, 
before and after church. You guys are busting through stuff. Oh yeah. Clean it up. You had a vision of what you wanted it to look like. What was, what was your heart behind the, the ministry part of that business? You know, um, because I know that was very evident because you shared that multiple times. Absolutely. About what you wanted from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When, when the Lord showed me the coffee shop, um, coffee is one of those things I learned very quickly, like going to coffee shops, the people that go in there are just, they're so different. They're so different. Like you can get every ethnicity, religion, race up, down, you know, like group They could be about motorcycles to knitting to, it doesn't matter. It's true. It doesn't matter. People go, people love coffee. So, um, multi-generational. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you look at it and that's, that's really what you're, what you're doing is you're providing a space and, and a, and a moment, you know, for people to connect the relationship that that's, you know, you're yeah. curating something. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was what the start was. Um, and listening to the Holy spirit and like, like the idea of kingdom business and what that even really looked like. Like we were just like for us, you know, we're fresh couple years into even understanding what the kingdom right. made manifest on earth looked like. Yeah. And like, we get to do that. We get yeah. to be a part of that. Um, and so like the whole idea of saying like this, yeah, it's a coffee shop and it's a money maker and it's cool and, and whatever. But why can't it be all those things and hands and feet? You know, it's yeah. like loving people, praying for people, like changing lives, building community, like really changing community. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was the vision. Yeah. That was the vision to be like um, community minded from day one about all about the people, you yeah. know? Um, you know, it's funny, like people talk about business all the time and, you know, marketing strategies and blah, blah, blah. But you're right. Like people want to get behind something. Yeah. What are they getting behind? And if it's something that like you're constantly redirecting it toward other people, like no, we're about other people. Like people want to get behind that. Yeah. Because we all want to be for other people. Right. You know, and for their success and for not, not just for their success, but like success in life, not just in the business, but like, like we want to see, you know, a community grow and change and build and, um, people to be provided for, you know, like that's why we have so many like charitable, you know, type places that take care of people, yeah. you know, America is one of the give, most giving yep. countries in all the world probably is the most giving. Yeah. And it's because we tapped into like our basic desire to help one another. It's good. You know? Yeah, that's good. Um, so ex- and, expl- yeah. explain the power of the presence of God in, in your place without, without God's presence, without the kingdom being released in that place, what would that place be? It would just be another cool coffee shop. Yeah. You know, we yeah. have great decor. It looks cool. We have yeah. fantastic coffee. <laughs> Do you truly believe that it is different in regards to kingdom presence? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know. Explain that. How How is that possible? I think it's, I think you build an atmosphere. Um, but I think you can start, it starts with something as simple as joy. Because joy comes from the Lord. It's a fruit of the spirit. Good. And the fruit of the spirit being made evident, evident and like made manifest in your life, it, it builds an atmosphere. That's and good. I know because we, we've watched like now we've been a, a shop for a couple of years. I've watched how like when I'm maybe not as involved or I'm trying to like 
stay f- I'm focused elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and I'm not building that atmosphere by being present with my people. Um, constantly letting the, like the fruit of the spirit, like be like made manifest in my own life yeah. because I'm distracted or I'm stressed or I'm trying to control something. Right. Um, yeah, you can tell the atmosphere that the shop builds, it dwindles, it, it changes and yeah. it's not the same. But as soon as like we, meaning me and my family and like the staff, we're like focused back on that and we're like intentional with being God's kids and knowing who we are and letting him be made manifest and like people see that fruit they feel it they understand it they it's just it builds an atmosphere for the lord to do something it's good and that's just us being who god made us to be you know and that's hands and feet what's the biggest thing you've learned from this this process of taking a risk cuz it was a risk oh yeah what was the what was the what was the biggest risk yeah. well the biggest risk was for for me at the time was i mean and still is is the financial security i left a, yeah. a salary position you know, a nice salary position, yeah. you know, with lots of benefits and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I have none of that now, Yeah. you know, um, some months, you know, it's easy to write yourself a check. Some months you're holding on to that check for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't sound worth it to me. Was it worth it? Or not? <laughs> oh, it, I've never, I'd never do anything different. Yeah. When, because, you know, I, I got to operate as the best me and I got to be the pastor that I want to be, you know, it doesn't mean I always do it perfect or, or I do it well all the time because like i said we've had the ebbs and the flows of for sure operating well and operating not so well yeah um but i found true fulfillment and like letting the lord do what he wants to do in my life um and i believe i believe a kingdom coffee shop you know people try to make coffee shops into churches all the time that's right um and and I, that's a good thing i'm not i don't i'm not discounting sure. that in any way um but what i what i've learned and what i know is that sometimes the simplest version of that, meaning being willing to reach over the bar in a moment and pray for someone. Wow. Like, you know, because you realize, like, you just read people. We yeah. read people all day long. And you just realize they're just not themselves. Yeah. Or, like, something's going on. And you're willing to ask the question and you're willing to reach over the bar and pray for them is the biggest difference. Yeah. Talk about setting an atmosphere and a tone, you know. I remember in those first few weeks, Josh and I, we'd be pulling people off to the side. We'd have a line to the door and we're praying for people because it was that important. Yep. And that that's what set a tone and an atmosphere that was different. We were different than any other thing going on in Dodge, so yeah. to speak, like business-wise. They're like, I just wanted to give a cup of coffee, but like I got blessed. And they, you know, whether they even really know like the you know, the Lord or they they know that he wants to do that for them and he, he wants to like bring people or not. They, yeah. Whether or not they know that, like they walk away going, man, I just was so blessed. I didn't even know I needed that. Like, I needed something so badly and I, I felt, I felt it. I, I received it. Yeah. Um, that was just, that was a huge, yeah. huge change. Yeah. Big deal. And that came from you. So the, the whole purpose, man, behind this kingdom bringer brand is just the idea that we carry the kingdom inside of us. Yeah. So many times I grew up believing that ministry was for the staff of churches. It was for sure. 
going to school and becoming a youth minister yeah. or yeah. a head pastor or whatever. Sure. Or like that was the end game. Yeah. Just getting in full-time ministry. And For sure. That. But the idea that we actually carry the kingdom and everywhere we go, we can release the kingdom's power yeah. and the kingdom's glory everywhere we go. You've done that in this, in this coffee shop. Yeah. Literally knowing who you are, like you've said multiple times. And I, I love the idea of the joy because it's, it's actually his joy that you're releasing. Yeah, right? Absolutely. It's not absolutely. yours. Cause I'm sure there's plenty of days cause early on sure. you, you didn't even live in this town. Right. 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 So you had, you had a, a business minute, a yeah. early morning coffee shop right. in Dodge and you were driving. Yeah. You know, not a, not a ton, but it was for us out here. It's, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> enough to want to stay in bed for sure. Sure. And I'm sure there wasn't always joy starting this business. Yeah. Like in the natural, I'm sure it wasn't oh, yeah. like the risk still glared a little bit. I'm oh, sure yeah. you went over it. Absolutely. So where'd that joy come from for you? You know, I, that's a, I, that's a gift that I feel like the Lord gave me a long time ago. Um, but I got it from my father too. Like he modeled what joy is, you know, my dad's just a, you know, he's not like a, you know, I wouldn't say he's jolly, yeah. like, like boisterous or by any stretch, yeah. but he's just so consistently positive. Steady. Yeah. Yeah. He's so consistently positive. And he just, he is, he's very, he's a very steadfast man, you yeah. know, just very like, um, he's just a true father and he does, he does, he's just lived his life very well. Oh. And, and seeing that and knowing that from my heart, um, like we could always, we were always taught to find joy because yeah. man, the world, whew, come on. The world just, they should tons of, uh, it's always what's the worst thing we can look at or find yeah. or, you know, I mean like our perspective is always shifted downward. Um, whereas, you know, I just, I learned at a very young age that, you know, the glass is, glass is always half full. Yeah. There's always gold yeah. to be brought out. How um, has this been for you as, as a father? You, you now have four children, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Had your first boy. Yeah. Had your mm -hmm. first redheaded boy. Mm -hmm. How has this been for you as a father? Like what's your, I would think that taking a risk like that, starting a business, really doing something pretty, yes, you had plenty of help and support, but this was your vision. Sure. This was your independent with the Lord. Yeah. Vision. How do you want this to impact your kids? Like what kind of taking that risk? You didn't take it with, I'm sure the idea that this thing's just going to dry up when you die. Sure. Right? Oh yeah. No, no. Um, and you know, the growth that I've got to go on here this last, uh, this last year, even, um, I, I got to do next level here, uh, back in September and, that was again one of those, you know, like stone moments where you place a stone down, like saying that this is this is something yeah. that's going to change, and it's like I'm going to remember this moment, and this time, because uh, I'm doing something. I'm going to I'm going to continue with a dream. It's really easy to think, you know, like this is just a step in the dream. No, like I'm standing in the dream. Yeah, the dream that the Lord gave me and that that um, He had for for has for me. But I think it it is just the beginning. There's still there's still so much He wants to do. We were really, it, trust me, it would be super easy to go, oh man, this is great. We're going to just roll this for a while. Yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. That's not, that's not all he has. Um, because what I think the legacy that I, that I feel like he wants to build, um, you know, it started with something as simple as like my father being a good father, um, to, I feel like <laughs> what's coming 
next maybe for my kids and what they will grow into is like taking that and bringing it to people in a really, really, really tangible way. Cause the ministry side of what we do is like, um, or, and what I can want to continue to grow in. We're like, this is Dodge city is like the first one. And it's the kind of like the the pass and fail and the ups and the, you know, you, you try things and you like them or you don't or, For sure. you know, well, all that stuff you learn. It's, we're definitely learning. I mean, I'm good at making mistakes and following mm-hmm. my face and, and it's okay. Cause we're in a small community and it's safe, you know, yeah. And it's a small enough business that, you know, you learn a lot, right? Um, but then coming, like wanting to grow outside of that city, I, I fully believe that that's what God has intended. And not just coffee shops or coffee shop churches, there you go. but being what the church really is. And that's just people. Yeah. We're people that we have jobs, we do things, but we love people really well. We build community and relationship and it can be done very simply yeah. in the coffee shop, you know? paying people's bills, um, you know, getting them a hotel room, helping them with some gas, um, you know, buying them food, whatever, you know, let them live at your house. You know, we're, uh, you know, (laughs) we're doing a lot of those things and they, they sometimes can seem like just something we do, but that is like, that's what God asked us to do. You know, the widows, the orphans, you know, feeding the hungry, you know, um, yeah, and if we can do it from a business platform, it's all the better. So all these lessons that you said you've learned, good and bad, <clears throat> you've had to, I'm sure, retrace some steps and figure mm-hmm. out how to do that differently here or there. What advice, since you, because I'm just a firm believer with my boy Scott Tilly that the greatest gift that you receive is one that you give away. Like that's the yeah. greatest thing you can do is give away what you've been given. Mm. So this, all this advice, all this stuff, all these lessons you've learned, Here's your Michael McIntyre moment. <laughs> what advice do you have for those people? Because I can, I considered myself a dreamer too, man. I have, I have the ability to dream, and for a long time, I had the ability to just dream mm. and do nothing about it. Yeah, it took, and I, I'm just gonna say this: I don't think that you could have done that if you weren't in a healthy place yeah. of having people watering that seed, investing in that you seed. Know it taking what you've said and actually probably pushing you maybe even a little faster and harder than you wanted to go at times. What advice do you have for those people that are sitting there dreaming? They've got this vision. They don't think they have enough money. They don't think they have enough support. They don't think that it's for them, but it's really a passion on their heart. What kind of advice Mm -hmm. do you have for somebody like that? Man. I caught you off guard. I know. You know, one of the things I've, Somebody else has, I know, said it. I've, I've heard it a few different times, but it is so true. You know, faith is risk. Yeah. Faith is spelled risk. And I, I know yep. you said it. I know uh, yep. Lee Adams says it yep. all the time. It really is. Yep. It really, really is. Um, to walk in faith and that the Lord's going to, like, do something very different and big for you, with you. Like, and that's what his desire is. Because, like I said, you know, I wasn't the risk taker. And I don't think the Lord's like necessarily calling me to always be a risk taker, but when it comes to the things he has, yeah. Yeah. Cause we're, 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 yeah, relying on him is a risk. That's what faith. I mean, like think about it. Faith is like believing in something that you may not be able to see. It's like believing you're choosing to believe. Right. That's good. You're choosing to believe. And so if I'm choosing to believe that God is who he says he is and he wants to do something special, 
and he wants to use me to do it, I got to take a risk. Yeah. I got to go for it. And I think we can think that risk is a dirty word sometimes, or it's like, you know, it's maybe uh, uh, not being safe with your money or like it, or not stewarding well. Right. I think we use stewarding wrong, but that's, yep. that's irrelevant. Sure. But I, but I, th- I mean, that's not for this conversation. That's not, it's relevant, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I, I think sometimes in the, in the mindset of stewarding or wanting to, we play things too safe and we're not trusting the Lord has something way greater and more tight like, fingers. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean like, you know, just like our willingness to let our possessions and our money go yeah. to somebody who needs it, whether they're going to go buy dope with it yeah, or not, yep. or it could be the one, the, the, the thing, the hand up that they needed. Yeah, it's good. You know, or, you know, it's one more step down the rabbit hole before they can start their way back up. It's good. You just never know. It's good. Um, Do you feel like this this risk-taking that the Lord took you on changed things for you, like, in your heart for future? Like, do you plan on taking risks again? Absolutely. Absolutely. It changed everything about who I was. I think I took the 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 base and the core foundation that my father gave me and now i have i have a foundation that's steady and solid yeah. that i can like for me it, like i'm ready for the next risk yeah like i want the next easier risk. to take risks yeah. yeah yeah i mean it doesn't mean it's not scary or it's Correct. not like i'm not gonna like look at all the angles so to speak in some yeah. ways um but i'm definitely gonna take the risks you know we're yeah. already stepping into those and we've already you know it's made us look at you know, the things that we pray into and that we, you know, we listen and ask the Lord for, like, you know, we wanted to be a roaster second year, bought a roaster, spent money. I did not have, yeah. you know, bought me you know, more debt, like going into it. But yet it was exactly what we needed to do, you That's know? Um, and, and I just, I see the Lord already like honoring that, taking us to the next thing, you know, but one of those things like, did it change me? Yeah. But I, I realized, and this is something I've just really, really recently like just in the last few weeks, I've been reading this book. It's called uh, "Everybody Always" by Bob Goff. Yep. Oh my gosh! If you yep. have not read that book, yep. you have to read that book. Yep. It will just mess you up. It's so good. It's so simplistic. I love. He 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 uses this analogy or this like phrase all the time when people are becoming love. And it's so simplistic, but what he's saying is, Jesus, God is love. And we're supposed to become Christ-like. Yes. Be, have a Christ-like mind. You know, love like he does. Do the things that he does and greater. Yep. You're becoming love. Yep. It's so much more, like, I think sometimes when we when we, when we put ourselves as, like, what well, I'm supposed to be like Jesus, we set a bunch of standards that we made up ourselves. When that's ultimately good. what he's saying is, no, you're supposed to become love. That's good. Because that's who I am. Yeah. Because when we're trying to become a person or act like Jesus or do the things that Jesus did, wow. we start to like misinterpret scripture. We start to change um, how we see the Lord because of our filters, the things that we put in front of that. Right. But what he's saying is, no, I want you to become love. And that's what I'm learning about myself and my co- and the shop. That's good. It's, I'm trying to become love every day. More dr- is there more dreams in the pipe? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Awesome. I got, yeah. Yeah. I, I want lots of red beards. And that meaning that I want to establish people and communities across the nation that be, there are people becoming love and they're doing it really, really well. Wow. And yeah, it might be messy and there's the ups and downs and people are people. Yeah. 
and we mess up and we fail, but God is who he says he is That's awesome. all the time. And yeah. I, I just see that being the new, like part of the new movement of the church. That's so good. So it's awesome. Well, man, this has been good. So I pre- good. I appreciate you coming to the studio. Heck yeah. My basement. I love it. That's awesome. I love it. You might praying us out, man. You know, I pray for those folks that are maybe, like I said, kind of in that dream world, or maybe, maybe they don't have dreams mm. and they need dreams. Mm-hmm. Dude. Pray us out. Jesus, thank you for dreams. Thank you that you are the God of dreams, the creator God who gives us just so much vision and so uh, much desire to seek the greater things. And so God, I, yeah, I just, I release dreams to, to every person that's listening. Um, God, that you would just awaken their creative mind and heart um, to dream again, to dream maybe for the first time because um, you have plans. You have plans for a hope and a future for all your kids. And so we bless those things and bless those dreams. And we just say thank you in advance for them. And God, we just thank you for changing us and constantly walking faithfully through the risk of, of faith itself. And so, yeah, we bless all those things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bro, <laughs> love you, dude. Appreciate you, man. Thank I'm you glad so I got much. to come on. It's cool. It's good.